welcome to Chatting with Beta Compli. I'm your host, Logan Wolf, and today I'm joined by my good friend, Scott Jacobson. Hello! And Michael Hanna, here he is. Here, 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 here he Hands off, oh, ladies! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need to tell the ladies anything, Logan. I think the ladies can act for themselves myself, on this Logan. one. I'll handle it myself. Thank, Thank you. you, Michael. I was gonna make a joke, but like, I literally nothing I could say could top what you just. Did. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I'm always on top. We always stay on top. They never suspect of the man seal. Truthfully, no, I, I, I can't say I expected it. You're right. Yeah. Always keep I on am, guessing. I am so sorry. Please don't leave. <laughs> it's like they stayed. But... Logan, oh my... there's not a lady left here. You heard what happened. It's true. Finally, we've got rid of them all. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Save that clip. Save it. Damn it. No, my presidential campaign. It'll be ruined. In tatters. Oh my god. There's I know I feel like I've mentioned this before, but there is a genuinely worrying amount of clips <laughs> that I know are just sitting in <laughs> folders of me. Like that just with just big black letters saying blackmail and just like it's it's ready to go. Yeah, I know when I it's have time. them, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you telling me what I have right now? <laughs> I am currently putting this podcast episode in that folder. What? Can't let you get too comfy. True. I got to keep me on my toes. Art of war. Keep him on his toes. <laughs> Michael, that's uh, a good quote. Zoo. Keep a folder of incriminating evidence. <laughs> and also my favorite quote of all time. Stay back, Cadillac. Mm-hmm. Sun, Sun Tzu. Tzu. 1490. <laughs> Martin Luther King. This isn't what we're talking about this episode, is it? No. <laughs> I don't think so, but I don't remember. Probably not. I mean, knowing us, it very well could be. Uh, let me yeah. check my notes here. Uh, fuck, I don't have a... Staring at empty hand. I'm, yes, it's I'm slices, looking for... Slices look... of bologna. I'm, I'm frantically <laughs> looking for... <laughs> Flipping through them like cards. Like... <laughs> I'm frantically looking for a book, and I don't know if this is going to pick up. And the joke's already dead because I killed it by explaining it. Killed it already. Mm-hmm. Hear that? Hear that barely, at all? Very, very, no, I, I, no, I don't hear anything. Damn it. What if I just like... That fell flat. Anyways, we're talking about replayability in really video desk. games. I'll take it away. There's no room on my fucking on. desk! <laughs> this is all going wrong. All right, restart the podcast. <laughs> That was bad. That was off. Michael, keep going with your intro because apparently I can't fucking be trusted anymore. <laughs> we're talking Michael, about what are we re- talking about this week on Chatting with Fate Comply? We're talking about replayability in video games. Can Is that even a, a word, Michael? Once? We made it up ourselves. All words you know, are made pending. You're damn right. As long as two people oh. know what it means, anything can be a word. Yeah, it's true. So, so yeah, I will not give an example. Can you even replay a game? <laughs> Can you, like, it's a game you one and done, you can't touch it again? I, that's how I do. I throw it in the garbage after I finish every <laughs> game I play. So get that out of my sight. I can't play that again. But can you? I I, I paid money to play it once. I I can't mm-hmm. do it again. I don't want to pay for it again. Are you crazy? Right, you have but to pay. why not? You're telling me you don't pay for a game every single time you start a new, a new game? You don't repay for the game? 
No, I don't. Oh, want the to do disc with... is dirty. Mother, buy a new one. <laughs> it's been used. Mm. You know what? You know what? I have enough. I have enough. Uh, I have enough bad things in that blackmail folder. I'm gonna go ahead and keep what I was about to say to myself. <laughs> <laughs> keep adding. Keep adding to it. No. <laughs> I'm already buried. I don't need to get Fight shot in the to dark the center range. of the earth. <laughs> keep digging, Logan. Right. That, that, that's talking about it before with Baldur's Gate, which will come up again later in this episode, actually, and I will be talking about it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah oh, yeah. Logan's like, got a whole piece. Logan it. talking about I Baldur's like, Gate. I feel like my whole life I'm just fighting. I'm, I, I'm, I'm on my Dark Urge playthrough and I'm just I'm trying to fight it. <laughs> I hate when I forget what save file I'm on. <laughs> it, true. Honestly, that's so annoying. Can't believe yeah. I have to do an evil act and I have to reload saves come. Uh, so much time, it, but it's gone. <laughs> but anyway, just to get uh slightly more on topic yeah. <laughs> than uh, we were, uh, Michael brings <laughs> up a good point. You know, how necessary is it for a game to be replayable? You know, is replay value that important when you think about it? I would say, that, yeah. Would you say something? Say something. It depends. I I feel like it depends on how much it costs for me personally. Oh immediately towards the capitalistic end of the spectrum. Yes, here. of course, because that's what that's that is what I am. I'm full-blooded American. <laughs> I am I'm the capitalist supreme. That is good. Uh, I have seen. <laughs> but more so now I will say I would always enjoy like a 6 to 8 hour like shorter kind of game that's really awesome, really focused and a really good experience over any sort of bloated Ubisoft open world kind of a uh, game coming out with the name drops right off the rip. Yes. <clears throat> but in terms of my money, I would prefer it to have some sort of replayability, especially if you're going to charge full price and it is a shorter game. So I wouldn't say it's the most important thing, but it is always nice to have that option. Mm. 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 Scott, As I say, agree, disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it, this is a this is a question that I feel like you know as someone who will ideally like my ideal career path would take me into the uh, the creative side of gaming and making some stuff for myself. Uh, it's the question of how necessary is it? You know, like it's it's a weird question to me when you just kind of like put it on its own. Does a game need to be replayable? Does a movie need to be rewatchable? Does a piece of art need to be reobservable or whatever you would <laughs> paint it again? I don't know. Like, and I mean, there's also like the practicality side of it when you think about it, because like, I mean, you're talking about these games as products. That's really what they are. There was a statistic. Uh, I want to say it was in the early 2010s. So this would be right around the middle of the seventh generation. It's probably changed a little bit since then. Gaming's changed a lot since then, but I don't know where uh, I think it was like if for everyone where when a new game comes out and people buy it, only about 20 percent of people will actually beat it. Again, I don't know. How accurate that is, I don't know how that is true today. I honestly could see that. I could, right. Yeah. I could well, how many people that. just buy it, just pop it in, and then just don't? Well, I mean, well, it's not like, like a movie where about... you just kill a couple hours. It's yeah, you know, That's an right. investment. 
not everyone has the we time. We talk about how we look at trophies a lot because we're trophy hunters, and we look at like the very beginning. A lot of games have you know the trophy boards <laughs> basically turn it on, and there are some that don't even have a hundred percent earned. It's like eighty something earned. It's like that's twenty percent of people who didn't even like play the first two minutes of the game. So yeah, I could dude, definitely see that, dude. Yeah, they loaded I, it in, looked at the main menu, and thought this game's just not for me, I, and then they just stopped. I, I fucking kid you not. There is a trophy in Fallout New Vegas for leaving Doc Mitchell's house. He he is the first person you meet. He's like the tutorial guy where you set everything up. There are some mm. people that have playtime in Fallout New Vegas that do not have that trophy. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're just like, I'm not leaving this man. Like I don't I saw, like this guy. I, I saw a I'm meme of it just being like the it wasn't a big amount, but it was just like the 10% of players who couldn't figure out how to the, get the fuck out of Doc Mitchell's house. <laughs> They're just like, <laughs> where do I go? Where's the door? I mean, I, it's that's and that's crazy. just people for the for the the first time, the one playthrough. Yeah. And so like how many people actually finish a game a second time? Not you know, how rare is that I, when yeah, you think I, about it? <laughs> and there's also just some like less quantifiable aspects about like, oh, is it replayable? Some people just want to replay stuff. Some people don't want to. Like sometimes there's a game where it doesn't really seem like the kind of game that would be, you know, conducive to replayability. People just like it and they just play it again. Like the example I always think of is a arch nerd Henry Cavill. Uh, talking about The Witcher Three, and Logan, be, feel free to correct me here if I'm uh, if I'm misspeaking. Oh, speaking I on a turn will. here. Uh, <laughs> that's why. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. Uh, but he's talking about like, oh yeah, you know, I just finished my like 50th playthrough of The Witcher Three, thinking of starting about my 51st. And The Witcher Three is a big game, and I'm not yes. saying that it has no reason to replay it. But what I am saying that is such a big game with so much stuff to do in it. Finishing it thoroughly once feels like an accomplishment <laughs> on its own. Yes. Doing I, so multiple times, unless there is an incentive to do it multiple times, my understanding is that it's one of those games where it's like 180 hours, you get your 180 hours, there you go. Yeah. Just because it, if only by virtue of it's so much stuff, like, are you going to do it another time? Yeah, and I kind of, I, I can understand why you would want to replay it, <clears throat> just because it is really, it is fun, and I feel like in terms of the side content there is enough like different choices that you could probably get away with uh, another couple playthroughs but like 50 is where it's like damn <laughs> you just really really like that so i just don't understand it's... how he has the time to do that and be so handsome i don't know he's also into warhammer so i'm like i i don't I don't know how he has I mean, just any... making his own time at this point. I, I, like, honestly, I don't know how he does. He <clears throat> just never sleep. Like, I don't know what he does. Possible. He's invented an eighth day of the week that he doesn't tell anybody about. He, he has hmm. to. He had to have. There's something weird here. So, yeah, there, there's there's stuff like that. But I, I agree with Logan. I mean, is it the most necessary thing? Maybe not. But it is nice. I mean, it's nice in the sense of like, you know, you have your favorite movie. It's nice to watch it again and, you know, catch things you missed the first time because the first time you're just trying to piece it together. All right, what is this thing? And then knowing what that is the second time, it's like, oh, hey, I now know that that scene is foreshadowing that that character is going to be split in half like a human Kit Kat. Or, oh, that's uh, that's favorite. really thematic. What they just said is, oh, ooh, ooh, that's really thematic. And it's nice to catch those details on a second time through. And it can be annoying if, you know, it... 
you play it a second time and it actually dampens your opinion. Has that ever happened to y'all? I can think of a few where I, uh, the first time I was like, oh, this is okay. And then I was replaying and I'm like, oh no, no, it's not. Because it just became so apparent, like the, uh, the mechanics underneath it, you know? Like I'm thinking of uh, God um, of War 2018 was one that I was like, <laughs> oh, that's okay. And then I was replaying it for a video I'll one day make, God willing. Uh, and I was like, this is so much like, can we go? Can we go? Can we just go? Because everything is so scripted. And See, the, uh, it's really the scripted oh, ones that really feel super obnoxious to go through again. Because it feels yeah. like you're just waiting for cues all the time. Yeah, uh, I would say... I'm trying to think. I would say the... Maybe the first Last of Us, because I'm not playing two again, and I haven't played any of those, the God of Wars again. I'm trying to think of, like, really, because, yeah, it would be, like, those are... Any Ubisoft game? Frankly? Yeah. Logan uh, hates Ubisoft, everyone. I do. Mm. Maybe Couldn't not, turn. like... Okay, maybe not, like, Assassin's Creed, maybe one through... Uh... Brotherhood. Really feeling for the line here. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's. Like I, I was gonna say one revelations, but I was just like, that might be too much. <laughs> <laughs> you can only. We, you don't need too much revelations. Assassin's Creed Three is definitely something I would. It, I, I did not hate it as much as everyone else does. I would not replay it again, especially because like yeah. the first two hours are. I I got Assassin's Creed Three when it got the remaster. I don't think I've beaten it. <laughs> uh, on the remaster yet, I, and I think He's I'm in close that 80%. too. I'm on like ten of twelve, like chapter ten of twelve. I'm close, but I didn't finish it still. Yeah, right. And I don't necessarily dislike games that are like I don't want to replay or don't feel great to replay. It's just yeah. you know, sometimes it's a like I was talking about where if it's a big game, yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't play The Witcher, but I guess my personal example would be the first Horizon. I actually enjoy the first Horizon for all its faults. I, I never uh, finished. I don't that. think I would. Uh, I know that we know that. Uh, mm. I don't know that I'd want to replay it though, just because that's you know these big open world games. They have a lot of stuff in them. I've kind of had my fill once I'm uh, once I'm done, especially because it's mostly like a drip feed thing at that point, where it's like oh, I'll come back mm. finish that, and then in a little bit more, rather rather than doing it in uh, in one go. Yeah, but no, that's not everyone. Some people like to replay stuff like that. Michael, I know you replayed. Uh, you you've done this before. I know you've done this with a few games. Like uh, you were playing Elden Ring again lately. I was playing Elden doing Ring everything. Uh, yeah, uh, I was kind of just going through. Well, doing everything, but in a sense, I wasn't so much replaying it because, like, there was quite a bit of stuff. Like, I was collecting all the weapons that I didn't have before, so I was kind of replaying a little bit on the new game plus, but at the same time, kind of doing things that I didn't quite hit on my first uh, first playthrough. So discovering all of the graces that you're like i'm sure i got this but it turns out you were just right. slightly to the right of it the first time it's like how did i miss right. that oh my god don't even so that was it. a little bro so many times <laughs> that was a little bit a little bit mix of like replaying but then also like still doing new things i hadn't actually done the first playthrough that's fair. But, uh, well, you did it too with uh with Spider Man, didn't you? Because I think you, you said something about that. I did like, replay you didn't with Spider. Carry over your save file so you could just do it again. When I did do um Spider Man, the uh when did that come out? Twenty eighteen. Also, was that twenty eighteen? Yes, yes, it did. So, yeah. Marvel Spider Man. Uh, so, yeah, 2018. I did. I platinumed it on the PS4, and then um I went through like a few years later when the PS5 version came out, uh-huh. and I got it, and uh. 
replayed it on Platinum again on PS5. But one thing I didn't do when I replayed it on the PS5 is I didn't do all the DLC stuff like I did in the original. Because after after redoing all the main gaming in the Platinum again, I was like, I don't know if I really feel like doing all the DLC again. So even then, I kind of like right. put a <laughs> put a limit on how much I was going to replay of it. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, there there are certain games where I kind of uh, don't mind too much replaying, but then I, I can definitely agree with you guys when it's like a really huge like open world. Like I didn't even think about Horizon when you brought up Horizon. I was like, yeah, I can't think of replaying all of Horizon or even Horizon Two. Yeah, and I'll uh, go back to that again. And so. again, not necessarily knocking those games or knocking them if you want to use this as ammo against them. That's fine. I'm Logan, knocking Horizon. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I got you, bud. Thank you. But uh, yeah, again, there's like no real hard and fast like what makes replayability. Sometimes, sometimes it's just a sometimes the the player determines that for themselves, and so it's a bit of a it's a bit weird. But there are definitely ways, uh, more like quantitative ways, to uh, offer replayability. And so maybe we could go down a list here of the different ways that uh, a game can uh, present itself as more replayable. Because I think it's generally a good quality to have, even if you don't yeah. want to do it. I think it's just nice, you know, being able to go back to it and uh, the game uh, allowing that with some fun new uh, fun ways. I mean, sometimes it's just the game design itself, though, like kind of what we were talking about. Like Michael was talking about, you know, there's stuff in Elden Ring that, you know, didn't do the first time because it's so big. Uh, mm. I feel like uh, a, a big thing is like in role playing games. Oh, yeah. That, that adds a lot to replayability. I mean, that's the nature of role playing, right? You play the one role, you can play another role in another playthrough. A lot of games uh, sell themselves off that. I mean, like uh, like in Dark Souls or something like that. The first playthrough can be like oh, a big bonk. You know, I, I roll and I bonk. <laughs> These are my moves. Uh, but, you know, there's a whole litany of things you can also do. You can, you know, go down any so many kinds of affinities for weapons scaling into them or out of them if you decide oh no, i'm like that you could do magic you could do range you know there's there's a lot of stuff you can play with before you realize that bonking is the true calling come brothers <laughs> let us bonk with the big sword see i was just watching a guy like earlier with elden ring doing a bow only playthrough, like <laughs> killing all these bosses only with a bow it's kind of crazy see, i'm gonna be honest i feel like i did know that elden ring had bows i didn't know elden ring had bows but it makes sense Zine you say role playing but basically what you're saying is you know you have different builds it's not like the story of Dark Souls well it kind of can but it doesn't really change that much in between like the start and the end it's more so just kind of how you interact with the game but Mm -hmm. then you have stuff on the other side like uh, Baldur's Gate or uh, Baldur's Final Gate, Fantasy, Logan. Sorry, uh, the third one, right? Not Fallout New two. Vegas, where they are Michael, heavy, come back to the door. Okay, they are heavy role playing games, and they're also they're also uh, games where your choices actually matter, and they can have significant consequences on the story and the world around you which inherently just makes it even if you only had two choices it still has that replay value of like okay i made this choice what if i made the other choice like you know in another playthrough right like especially in actually fallout and well fallout doesn't necessarily have any villains where i feel like Baldur's gate has a, a lot clearer like oh good and evil kind of situation 
but in Baldur's Gate, you you can be the villain. Like you can straight up be the villain, which is really cool. Um, but also it, because it's based on D&D, it has like 50 fucking classes and a billion different races that all have different uh, abilities and completely changes your play style and how you interact with uh, combat. And also not just combat, but also like dialogue choices because your your race, your class, and uh, I think your background, uh, background maybe not as much, can affect, uh, um, oh my God, sorry, dialogue options. Like my first mm -hmm. uh, play, well, my first and only playthrough at the moment, uh, I played a ranger and I had a lot of different opportunities where that ranger lifestyle would come into play in dialogue options and I would get stuff based on that. And I was like, that's really cool. And hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Hey. And, not, and depending on what race you pick, people will sometimes be racist towards you. <laughs> what? Oh. It's crazy. <laughs> Too real. Yeah. <sighs> And there's also a there's also a whole thing called uh, the dark urge where you literally have to combat against a dark urge and you can either fully go into it or really like every day of my life <laughs> that grinds it yeah I don't I don't think that's what that is brother <laughs> uh, <laughs> no it's fine I'll be fine I'm tough I'm built different but uh but i mean it's the same thing with uh fallout even like technically there's really three main choices you can or paths you can well i guess technically there's four because <laughs> you can either side with Which the NCR, side with the legion Too side with numbers. mr house or take the mojave for yourself or take new vegas for yourself so there's just a lot of even even those basic four really change how you interact with the game and who you meet and who you talk to. Because if mm -hmm. you're on one side, generally you're killing the other side. So you don't really <laughs> have the opportunity to talk to them. So if you do the other one and you play the other side, you're going to have a different experience. And that's just, that's just always really cool. Yeah. Different <laughs> really ways cool. to uh, experience like the, uh, the same game. Yeah. So a lot of role-playing games like that, like, uh, RPGs, those one. Well, that that is role playing games. <laughs> Why do people say ATM machine? <laughs> um, but yeah, those are just like kind of the natural replayability ones. They also have mm. to be good, though. Is the thing? Because mm. something like mm, that, good, like, you say quality. Because mm. I say because something like Diablo Can't Four. Imagine. Never bought it. Never going to. They lost like 99% of their it. player base. <laughs> no! Yeah. Well, we'll write a letter then, but we'll, yeah. don't worry about that. <laughs> no, no. That. It's, I already, it's already in draft. We'll take care of it. The fact that Bobby Kotick still has a job is fucking insane. Sorry. Yeah, too much money. I mean, Who's going to take it from them, Logan? You? Yeah. Go do it. Go get it. No. Take it from them. I don't want to work at Blizzard. <laughs> I don't want to work well, at Activision. Now you, now you now you know why he still has his job because no one else wants him. I mean, that's honestly probably a fair point. It's true. Very true. Anyway, getting back to talking about games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing that could uh, potentially uh, offer some replayability is when it's uh, the same game, but it offers difficulty settings. So you can kind of tailor it uh, how you want to play it. 
like you maybe i think the the implicit suggestion is like oh you know start off on a normal easy you know kind of ease into it and then Baby ratchet it up when you're ready for a challenge put that bottle away slap that bib out of your mom's hands you're a big strong person i'll be honest i don't think that there's ever really been a game where i'm like now that i've beat it once time to really test my might unless it's a game that's specifically uh well it, two kinds of things first off is if the game is designed around having that mounting difficulty level where you beat it the one time and then all right next one all right next one the one that comes to my mind is devil may cry which has been doing this for i believe yeah. since the beginning i know logan you can't prove me wrong right about that so believe me when i say it I should that's have the, the devil may cry to fill uh, your dark soul with lie <laughs> powerful powerful i scene. believe you scott Never saw it. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw it. Uh, I did, I did though. But that's the Devil May Cry way. You know, you play through the game the first time on whatever starting difficulty you want. All right, boom, Son of Sparta, go next. Boom, Dante Must Die, go next. And uh, they remix the enemies, make the game a little bit harder, and it's sort of that that constant mounting challenge. Uh, but then they also have the second thing that uh, I think adds replay value to difficulties specifically is when the difficulties are kind of weird and have these weird kind of gimmicks to them. Like uh, Devil May Cry has a lot of these with uh, heaven and hell. Everything dies in one hit. Hell and hell. You die in one hit. <laughs> or uh, Legendary Dark Knight, where they just basically multiply every uh, uh, every enemy encounter by five. Good luck. That was so much fun. That, that is that's always so really much fun. fun. <laughs> Weaving through all those people. Like, when stuff like that, that offers a new way to experience the game rather than just like we re-rolled the stats of the enemies. And so like that's fun. Yeah, that's enjoyable. I can't think of too many games that do that, unfortunately. But apparently, Armored Core Six really does this, and it is designed around you playing it through at least like three times. At least six <laughs> times. That's twice what you said, Logan. Is this true? No, but that's Michael's twice a what liar. You... Well, the answer is yes because it was twice what you said. No, Ooh, got it. It's a trick question. Oh. I feel the one. Who... I feel I've been the one who's been tricked. I don't know. Am I wrong? Has anybody here actually been like, ooh, I want to try the harder difficulty now. I want to test my might. Not unless I needed the trophy for it after. Not unless not I got the like, normal trophy and then needed the hard trophy for the flat. That's fair. That's not fair. like not like immediately. Not like like I finished the game and then I was just like, oh, let's hop back into it immediately. It's usually mm -hmm. like later down the line, like for instance, uh when they remastered uh Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2. Like I already no, played Scott the games. Game. I already yeah, Scott's Hurt franchise. I already played yes, the game so much that I ended up playing on like uh, what's the it's veteran, I think is the highest one, just because yeah, I was veteran, like yep, I was like, I never really did that for Call of Duty. Um screw it, let's try it. <laughs> so I ended Hell up doing yeah. that. It was actually kind of fun and interesting because it really made me play a cod game like i would never play a cod game and that was like slow and methodical <laughs> like i really had to learn enemy placement and stuff and check my corners which is probably the most tactical cod has ever been which is very strange uh <laughs> what do you mean i mean what i said and i said I what i mean what, what do you mean what? <laughs> what does the numbers mean cod is for babies <laughs> Uh, you're a baby, Scott. <laughs> you're a little baba. Uh, we'll just move on before I lose my cool. Let's just keep going. Uh, Michael, you made a great point though with something that I think adds replay value, and no. I know you agree. Uh -oh. Trophies and/or achievements, if you're wrong. Yay! No, no achievements. We don't do it. this. Is a non-achievement. <laughs> 
podcast trophies. No. Fuck you. <laughs> trophies. I I love trophies. I've been hunting trophies for years. I've I've always appreciate trophies and getting trophies just because I feel like if I can get all of the trophies, I feel like I've engaged with the game very thoroughly. You know, I've I've completed the checklist that shows, yes, you've seen it all. Everything that we've intended to give you, we've done it. You've done it. Good job, champ. I know it's just numbers on a screen, but it makes me say so okay. chasing. <laughs> I need it. And then, yeah, I agree with Michael. That's pretty much the that's pretty much how I go about like going across uh, higher difficulties. It's like, did they want me to? No, then never mind. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to prove my, prove anything to anybody. But uh, I think trophies can add a lot of replay value. They can you know get you to interact with parts of a game you may not even think of. I think we talked about this before because we did a whole episode about trophies and uh, whatever they call the other ones uh, a while ago. Yeah. So I won't go too mm-hmm. deep into it. But the one game that I always think about when it's like, yeah, trophies really made me play that game and appreciate that game more than I would have otherwise was uh, Prey from 2017. Uh, oh, a yeah. game that I, I didn't I didn't really I didn't I didn't love Prey. I didn't hate Prey. I was just very whelmed. Like it was just game. It was OK. Uh, but there are trophies for Prey for basically going down uh, purely uh There are two ends of like the quote-unquote role-playing aspects of Prey. You can build into human skills, which is just basically stuff with firearms, technology, you know, human things. Or you can build into Typhon powers, Typhon being the enemies of the game, which gives you these crazy alien powers. But the trade-off of the more you transform into a Typhon, the more the security systems around the station recognize that. And they think, "Uh uh-oh, that's a bad guy. And so you're getting these crazy destructive powers, but the game's kind of scaling with you because it's like, hey, you have to destroy more stuff. Things hate you here. And I feel like if uh, there, there's a trophy for being purely human and purely Typhon or something in that ballpark. I could be wrong on the specifics, but that's the general case of a uh, praise trophy list. Mm. And I actually really like that because uh, in building purely into human and then building purely into Typhon, I felt like I got to explore those systems way more than I otherwise would have, where I probably would have been like, oh, you know, a little bit of superpowers here, a little bit of guns here, you know, a little, not not really getting into anything, just kind of playing the game in a very normal, not interesting way. But the trophy made me think like, okay, I'll play this, uh, this play through the one way and this play through the other way. And that really let me see like the scope of what like, full human which was you know it's just it's human it's not that impressive but full typhon it's you can do stuff that's that's some stuff going on there and uh i mean they have other ways too like oh depending on how many people you kill you'll get a different ending but i i I, that's not really important uh it was really the trophies that kept me playing prey uh, longer than i really thought i would i think i ended up playing it around three times for the platinum which i don't know that i even would have uh i mean i probably would have finished at least one on my own but uh that's always been a case to me of trophies actually making me replay a game. Michael, I know you. Yeah, I know you in the same park here. You've been doing this recently, haven't you? Going back for trophies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been going back for trophies. It's definitely been bringing me back to some older games. Um, Kingdom Hearts three recently, which I haven't played since like twenty nineteen. Uh, it's the one that I've recently been going reflex. back to. <laughs> um, and then just kind of thinking about uh, what you were saying with the trophies making you kind of play like the full spectrum of a game made me think a lot with like the infamous games as well um you have Mm -hmm. the light side and the dark side um and you have to like you know there's some trophies for fully maxing out each side so kind of another similar example of the prey where you kind of get the full range of i mean not that infamous really 
especially in like Second Son, like Evil yeah. Desmond, isn't that Desmond? That's the name, whatever his name. is. <laughs> <laughs> still an Assassin's Creed. Uh, Delson was uh, Delson, Second Son that's protagonist. Yeah. Um, evil versus uh, good aren't really that big a difference, but no, no, no. Still really. get you still have to like fully max out each sides and um <laughs> for the trophies. <laughs> I admit um, something to you. I didn't realize yeah, you were talking about the the PS5 one. I thought you were talking about like the first couple infamouses. And I was just like, dude, I was like, what are you talking? Do you mean Cole McGrath? <laughs> Where the fuck are you getting Delson? Out of my ass, Logan. I took the C and changed it to a D and just started adding letters at the end. Fucking Scott talking really about. Go back. <laughs> I I didn't play as much as the original ones, but was there there was kind of a bigger like change for Cole, right? When you went oh, evil yeah. versus uh yeah yeah I mean nothing nothing major, yeah. but yeah it was it's like... mostly yeah clothes. I mean two has a little bit more. One it's just kind of like what happens in the cutscenes is different, but the story is basically the same. Yeah, mm. uh, it's just that he's frowning in some of the art. But uh, in t- <laughs> I mean, and then for most of two, that's true. But then two does start to diverge a little bit. And it has more, uh, I mean, I thought more unique uh, powers for like tippy tops of each side of the goodest good and the baddest bad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think it was more interesting with it. But uh, I mean, it was at the end of it. It was like it was 39 of very similar missions. And then the final mission was very different uh, yeah. depending on your uh, <laughs> your allegiance. God, the evil ending of yeah. Infamous Two was so sad, and you know, you know why? I know exactly why. Oh I my feel God. I felt so, so bad. I didn't want to do it. So bad. Oh man, that game is so good. It, it it's really a testament is. to that game that you feel so bad at the end of that ending. It was also a really cool subversion in terms of who does what at the end, because you don't think that's what they're mm-hmm. going to end up doing. Really cool. Right, right. Without spoiling uh, spoiling anything, uh, yeah. characters with uh, characters sort of flip alignment for a bit and it's very interesting yeah and that's another uh that's another <laughs> thing that can offer some replayability you know this this sort of uh i guess this like kind of karma systems in a as a whole i don't really know if that's a good catch-all term for it but uh i'm thinking I, stuff like eh. you know paragon <laughs> renegade mass effect you know the different like dishonored dishonored yeah dishonored has that too yeah i guess these things that just kind of create alternate scenarios if you want to put it like that or it's like generally the same but with uh enough distinctions that you might want to go back and check you know oh what does it what does it do that if i'm like at 30 minge i'm at 40 minge now but if i'm a little less minge a little bit more yeah i can't i I feel like mostly with uh my example with dishonored uh just real quick because i like the actual story doesn't super change that much but the more like because there's trophies and stuff for playing the entire game never getting spotted or you know uh, non-lethal takedowns only or lethal takedowns only and all that other kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but what really changes is the city itself as uh because it's like uh high chaos versus low chaos and if you go really high chaos which means you're like killing people and all that other kind of stuff and it's not just like uh bad or uh like the bosses it's like just regular ass people like it'll keep track of that So you can't just, like, mass murder your way through a level and then non-lethally take down, like, the big bad. It'll still count as high chaos, which is cool. Mm. Um, 
but the city will actually start changing if you keep going like high chaos like it'll get dirtier and grungier and more rats will be around and more like affected people will be around yeah, um, there's more security and whatnot whereas on low chaos there's less of that it's more clean uh there's it still has more like security but in terms of low chaos it like it's a pretty noticeable difference in terms of there's just less bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's harder because you can't kill anyone, but it makes it. I don't know. No I, I usually do a low chaos mm -hmm. playthrough first because that forces stealth a lot more. Right. Discipline. That's what those you games must are discipline about. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, talking about you know stuff that doesn't uh, talk about changing the plot a bit. There's another aspect for uh, replayability. Alternate endings, actually changing how the game turns out, which we kind of talked about, but, you know, that's uh, sometimes it's not contingent on, you know, alternate scenario stuff like or karma systems or anything. Uh, alternate endings, different ways the game can end. I'll be honest, I feel like this was probably more effective before the age of I'll just go on YouTube and look at the other endings. Like the idea of like... Uh... I would never oh, do that. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I would never do I that. Just, oh. just, just came back from the ending where I survived. How was it? Wait, does this mean I'm the? I, this is the one where I did. Oh shoot! Did we load the wrong save file? Somebody wake me oh. up. No, we'll sort this out later. Revive me! Avenge me! <laughs> Um, Man's in everywhere, everything all at once right now. I kind of agree, <laughs> Scott. Mm. Like I typically, I, I wouldn't like, even though I, I, <laughs> even though I did finish. Well, this would apply to Baldur's Gate or uh, New Vegas. Even though I finished both of those games at this point, I would still never, because I really, it really depends on how much I like the game. You know what I mean? Like right, I really right. like Baldur's Gate, and I really like Fallout New Vegas. New Vegas is still my favorite game ever. I will never look up any other ending just like even if I don't necessarily plan to do it on the off chance <laughs> that I ever you end up do going back and doing it. I, I don't want it to be spoiled. If I don't mm. like the game, like ugh, let's I, I will say 100% if I don't like the game, assuming I finished it, maybe I'll look up the other endings. But I feel like it kind of also it takes the games where I'm kind of like more meh on and gives me less of an incentive to go back and play through the entire thing when I can just look up what the other one was. Right, right. Michael, have you ever been like, oh, I want to see that other ending. I'll play through the whole game again. Or are you also in the uh, camp of just like, yeah, look, what, what happens? Tell me what happens. I, I have definitely looked up other endings, yeah. Just yeah. like, eh, what could happen? I don't feel like doing it all again. Could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, the, the, the yeah. only caveat, the only caveat to that, caveat, 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 have you words? One of those. <laughs> One of those. Uh, the only time where I will break that rule, even for a game that I really like, is like the evil bastard ending, because I will fully admit there are some times where <clears throat> the evil bastard is I, I don't it's it's too much of an evil bastard. And I really don't like especially because my typical well, we playthroughs, a Logan limit that's far. Well, that's my typical lot. playthroughs is like I usually play like the good guy kind of thing first, like the more standard stuff, because I. I, I do enjoy that. He's a good guy. He's a good well, guy. I play it. I do the good guy stuff, but I my character is not necessarily a nice person. But he, mm. but they do like you know do the quote unquote right thing. 
So those ones are always fun. Mm. And th- just some of the options I see, especially when like it, it doesn't help because after these playthroughs, generally you really like the characters that you're companions with. And like the mean bastard endings is when you do bad things to those characters. And I'm just like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. People say, oh, video games cause violence, but then you have this. It's like, I might be a little mean. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be mean to Carlac. I never want to be mean to Carlac, ever. She's she's too much of a goddamn teddy bear. I never want to do it. Mm. (laughs) She's so sweet. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'm also of the camp where it's like, I usually, usually I beat the game, get whatever ending I get, and then I'll probably look up other stuff. Sometimes there are exceptions. Yeah. Uh, but again, I feel like this is something that's fallen out of uh, fallen out of e- efficacy, just because there's too much information in our hands these days, which is a it's a shame. Just because I feel like there are these games that really do interesting things to give you those other endings. Yeah. Like my go-to will always be Silent Hill 2. always to no one's surprise. Yeah, where at, at least the original, uh, the three basic endings you can get in a new game, uh, it's not like oh, do you go left or do you go right. You know, which pill do you take? Which button prompt do you hit? Like, the ending you get in Silent Hill 2 is entirely contingent of how you've played the game before then. So have you been, you know, healing up? Have you been playing, like, uh, very safe? Have been? Have you been good? Have you been a good boy? Then you'll get the uh, the leave ending. If you've been a little bit uh, a little bit more edgy, you know, you're letting yourself go to low health. You're looking at all of this uh, gruesome, grisly imagery and uh, making James just feel like a real piece of shit. Then you'll probably get uh, the in-water ending, which is very dark. Uh, are you playing like a mega simp? Are you going after the uh, yeah. escort character Sim. that you're escorting with just like fervor, like, my queen, do you need help? Do you need healing? I'm here. Do not get hurt. I am with you. I am your guide. You'll get the mega simp ending, which is what it's called. Don't look it up. Don't prove me wrong. I won't. And Thank you. Thank you. I will. And that's always been really cool to me. The fact that it's just, you know, it's keeping a sense of how you play the game and then giving you an ending that reflects the way you've played the game. Oh boy. Scott. I thought that's pretty cool. We don't really get that these days though. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> Scott, there's yeah. only one example I can think of in recent memory and you know what it is. I mentioned it like two seconds ago. <laughs> I wasn't listening. What was it? Excellent. We're saying him just for the rest of us. It's, it's Baldur's Gate. It's Baldur's Gate. That game oh, which Baldur's ending? Gate, Logan? There's so what? many. Three. There's Baldur's Gate 1. There's there's ba- of oh, of course. Baldur's oh, Gate. It could be 1 and 2. I don't know, though. <laughs> no one knows. But Fallout New Vegas is also like that a lot. Like, yeah, there, there are more moments. And you kind you for a while, you can kind of play both sides. But it does come to a point where you do kind of have to pick because these forces are going to come to blows. Well, you don't have to pick between the two of them. Again, you can blow. pick your you can pick your own side. Um, but it, it does eventually uh, come down to you do have to start making choices in favor of a certain uh, certain end. Um, and that is not mm-hmm. like, oh at the very end you choose it's like no you make the choice and then you you know like you go through the quest of like committing to that choice right and it's all the more satisfying when there is that payoff to it it's not just like i pick ending two yes agreed but I, it's it's more satisfying is... i don't know if it, how effective it is in getting me personally back in just because that's a whole game to replay but yeah <laughs> it, it's just it's it, it is it's just a cool thing i think and that's something i really would like to see more yeah, so you can not play the game again and just look it up on YouTube. <laughs> just look it up later, yeah. It's just cool. It is cool. 
But anyway, to move a little bit uh, out of just general campaign area, more like campaign adjacent. Another thing that uh, I I can't think of too many games that have that, but I think it's enough that it we can we can talk about it is when the game has like challenge modes where it's not typically just like replay the campaign, you know, play this mission's harder difficulty. It's like segmented gameplay sections, usually against a sort of score or a time limit, where it's just like challenging you in the mechanics of the game. Do maybe it's sometimes a little bit specific, like do a specific mm-hmm. thing a certain amount of times before the time runs out, or maybe it's just you know, prove your metal. Try to get the best score before the time runs out or something like that. Like my thought immediately goes to Batman Arkham, which uh, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the only person who like not only loves challenge mode, but uh, sought it out in the Arkham games. Uh, but there are also uh, other me. examples like yeah. uh, Devil May Cry, <laughs> Bloody Palace and uh, God of War did this for a while. But like the challenge of the and then insert something here, challenge of the gods of the Titans. They kind of wove that into the main games in the the newer games. Trials. But uh, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they made it into like the uh, the Muspelheim trials, but uh, in the original games, it was just like in the bonus menu. Do you want to do this really hard, uh, stupid thing? I don't know. I like these challenges. Am I alone in liking these challenges and these challenge modes? No, I mean, it would really have to. I, I guess the issue again would be it would have to be, especially the the gameplay would have to be fun enough where I would want to try those challenge mm-hmm. modes. And I guess that's kind of the issue with replayability in general, again, is kind of flaring its head up. Um, it is easier to get into because, you know, you're not committing to the full game again. But I mean, again, mm-hmm. you really have to like, you really have to like the gameplay of the game. <laughs> right. I mean, that's why yeah, I like it. I would agree with honestly. more on it. It would be. Yeah. Not something that I, I don't actively seek it out either, but, you know, I'll, I'll play them. I'll give them more or not, but. Yeah. Not my go-to for, right? Yeah, I mean, I like it for the reason Logan basically laid out that it's not you know having to commit to the whole campaign again. If you just wanna you wanna slice a pure just like gameplay focused slice of the game, you can just go here. You know, that's uh, honestly like I I haven't replayed Devil May Cry Five. I don't think maybe at all because I don't want to replay parts of that campaign. I don't want to play Nero. I. I don't mind V. I don't really want to play his part. And I don't want to mess around those really like ugly gray city levels. Like I just, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Scott, you fool. You fool. Just play Virgil. You, you, you play him the whole time. You, you foolish idiot. He's five on on my salary for $5. Are you (laughs) kidding me? Scott, you have him. I have him. Michael, did you hear something? I don't hear anything. (laughs) I didn't hear it. I'm not hearing anything. Yeah. But when uh, but when Bloody Palace came out, I was all over Bloody Palace because oh God, that gave Bloody me Palace what I wanted. So fun. I wanted to play Dante and I wanted to just kill demons. And then Bloody Palace was just that it was like that playground environment where I could just jump in, hang around, recess gets called and I leave. Like, I really like that. I don't know. And also something about like challenges, recess. just like in Arkham. I just like it. With like Arkham, I don't know. There's just that part of my brain that likes those like that challenge setup. Like, these are your conditions. These are the skills you must apply be good do skill i don't know i like them just something about that i'm definitely the only person who enjoyed the campaign i mean it definitely uh, adds yeah, it definitely adds replayability for it i mean no doubt oh yeah for that. sure definitely adds a lot more uh that you can do right and sometimes they do you know tweak the gameplay so it's not just you know fight the room like uh earlier god of wars you know it was you know 
uh, push all the enemies off the platform or it will fall under your fat ass. Or uh, <laughs> there was the one in God of War 3 that was like the infamous one where you need to voluntarily get turned to stone by the Gorgons and break out 10 times. And they just filled that sucker with so many enemies where it's like, please, it's so easy to get broken. And if you're in the air, you shatter on the ground. And so <laughs> there's like fun little scenarios that wouldn't really exist in the main game, get to exist in challenge modes. And I like it a lot. I'm not saying like every game does it perfectly, but I enjoy it when uh, it's in a game that, yeah, like Logan said, if it is an enjoyable game, I'm all over it. Yeah, it, that that's the main issue is it has to be enjoyable. You can give me a horde mode in, in a game, but if your gameplay is not fun, I am not fucking touching it. That's fair. Uh, but then there's uh, probably the most famous and honestly, my <sighs> personal pick for like the most effective way to get me back into a game. There is, uh, New Game Plus. Simplest thing, just let me go through the game again, but with everything that I uh, everything I gathered the first playthrough. I'm back. Let's do it. It's fun. We're getting in there. Yeah, that's that's especially for something more RPG like that's always a really nice boon. That's why I feel like mm-hmm. FromSoft uh, new game pluses are so much fun is because you don't have to farm up all the bullshit again. <laughs> you can just go right, ahead and right. hop right back into it. So and then right. in that new game plus of... everything resets so like you can try out new stuff that you didn't have like the resources for in the first time so mm-hmm. yeah it's good good like giving you that replaying the story but you're not actually starting over you know yeah. like, you're not starting from mm-hmm. scratch and then having to build back up that you're already at the top and you're starting over that's so why the best of both worlds that's why i'm so glad they added uh, in borderlands that's why I'm so glad they have new game plus modes, because not only do more uh, like better enemies and stuff spawn, but I'll be I will be the first to admit that first probably like 10 levels in Borderlands kind of fucking boring because you're still getting your build together. You're not getting a lot of super crazy weapons. Uh, mm-hmm. You're still unlocking the cool abilities, so the fact that I don't have to replay that and I can just keep my cool abilities and go through the game again with like higher level enemies and stuff like that. It's, it's great. It's great. Great. It's great. He likes it's it. good times. Likes Why it. I played through it so much. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's the best part about it. You get to like catch up really what you didn't do the first time around. Yeah. Like that's what, uh, probably one of my favorite new game plus options in a game and is it going to be yeah, everyone get your cameras out i'm going to talk positive will be uh talk positive will be about ratchet and clank uh-oh uh, i mean but like from ratchet and clank 2 onward they have like a perfect new game plus setup honestly there's new stuff to get new uh upgrades for weapons new armor new bonuses you can unlock but uh the coolest part or the part i've always really enjoyed is that uh the games have a, a bolt multiplier in new game plus so bolts are the currency you use to buy stuff and be a good little uh, capitalist sheep. And uh, good job, buddy. as you destroy enemies, that your multiplier will go up. It starts at one, which is it's not even a multiplier. That's just what the number is. But then it'll go up all the way to 20 with more enemies you destroy. But if you take damage, it goes back to one and you lose that and you have to build it back up again. Mm. And it's just, a, it's just such a fun way to like it. You'll pretty much always be getting more bolts than you would have the first playthrough. But, you know, if you are, I, I almost want to say playing well, there's not too much strategy in a Ratchet and Clank game. It's, 
It's basically just use all of the weapons you've been uh, hoarding up to this point. Just vaporize everything in the room so they can't hurt you. Boom. Easy 20 times multiplier. Uh, but it keeps that, it's that little bit extra little engagement. Like, oh, I got to keep my multiplier up. I got to be, you know, I got to be watchful and be careful of what I'm doing. It, it keeps things engaging. You know, it, it's not like the same game. I'm just plowing through, you know, even though I have, you know, not, it's not the same way as I was doing it before. Cause I have more stuff, you know, I'm, it's got that different mindset going into the levels. I thought that I think I like that. And with all the other stuff to, uh, to upgrade, it's like a good way to catch up, but also just keep expanding the game. It feels like the game continues into New Game Plus, which I always like. I like that. I like when games do that. I, I'm yeah. sure you do like it. You I, I love shit. it. I love it. <laughs> I also love when games are very <laughs> cognizant that they are New Game Plus, and so they don't like fart around with the story stuff, and they just like say, hey, do you want to just skip to the good stuff right away? Like uh, on one game there. I... I appreciate, and I guess I did technically start replaying Horizon at one point because I do know this. When in New Game Plus for Horizon, it basically says, "Hey, do you want to just skip past the proving, which is basically where the tutorial stuff stops, hmm. so you don't have to do any of the intro stuff, you don't have to sit through the cutscenes, you don't have to sit through the you know crouch through the flowers and avoid oh, the things." That's that, really nice. It, it's basically like, yeah, do you want to just start the game at the point where the game starts? Yes, I do. I really do. That's really nice. We know you've already done all this before. Do you just want to get to the good part? Yeah, it's so nice, and I really hope more games start doing that. Especially since we are not bucking that. Uh, the tutorial is basically walking forward trend. If we could just skip that the second time, that would be great. It'd also be great if it would start. I don't. I guess this is like it kind of comes and goes, but I feel like New Game Plus has not been a standard lately. Like a lot of games yeah. are like patching yeah. it in later. Which is weird to me. Like, I, Callisto Protocol did this. I'm pretty sure Ragnarok did this. I was where say God of War. New yeah. Game Plus comes in. It did do that then. Yeah, I think it's the 2018 one also. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is the it newer God of Wars? Did why is that a later thing? Now, well, is it right. really that hard to? to... Well, because again? anything that was good before is now bad. Remember how Battlefield? Well, maybe you don't, but remember, remember how Battlefield twenty forty two launched with no scoreboards, no like point system, no. Uh, Wait, it didn't launch uh, with scoreboards. No, it didn't. They called it a legacy what? feature. A legacy like, feature, as if know, it's some old ancient text no one, no one, that is no, no longer relevant anyway. and no other games use, and it is now obsolete. That's no code for the developer who coded it. The last game left and took it with him, and we can't admit that. <laughs> we, we don't know how to do it now. The same, the same guy made all the Battlefield scoreboards. He left. I know. We, we don't know what to do. It's going to take us <laughs> six months to patch it in. Uh, we got to. I'm way over my head here. I can't believe I don't it. Know, I just, uh... <laughs> That's crazy. That's weird. Yeah, no. That. If you if you ever, I would highly recommend you two and anyone else to listen or, or anyone else listening. Who was it? I think it's by the Who Act Man. It? He's got a really good video on twenty forty two in terms of just the debacle that it launched in, in terms of just missing features. I I think Halo Infinite no or idea. not Halo Infinite. Sorry, uh, the Master Chief Collection didn't that also have like kind of an issue with that i don't know if it was like scoreboards and stuff but it was just like basic features just like i have no idea okay well that might just be me then uh but no it's been happening a worryingly amount i can't say that fucking word slowly a worryingly large amount 
been happening. Yeah, it's weird. Like, like playing uh playing Dead Space and Resident Evil 4 this year, it was weirdly refreshing to be like, hey, I can roll into new game plus. And then I realized, wait, why is this refreshing? Why is this not just freshing? This is weird. <laughs> Very weird. I don't know why. I guess it's like some weird because it's not like a live service we want to keep engagement going, so we release it later to bring people back or something. I don't I'll know. be honest. It, that has never once be. been like, "Ooh, new game plus was added. I gotta go. I gotta go." It could be. And there are games where I could use that actually. Like, sort of... I would prefer to have that in Callisto Protocol, so I don't have to play it so much. I just get the collectibles I need for the platinum, and I can drop it. So then, one of two things: it's either laziness or the money void or... is so much they don't. I, I don't know. Maybe it's so right. much crunch that they don't <laughs> have time. Yeah, I guess they push it off. I, I mean, know. to be fair, we did, you know, what, we did what reference earlier. Like need when when finished with game, carry over current file to new game. Like I don't. I'm, it is surprising I'm no programmer, yeah. but I don't think that sounds like right. a lot of because time necessary. But as much as I like, as much as I re- like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, I I actually don't know if it. I don't know if it got added and maybe if it got added in 2.0. I want to say they were saying that it should be coming, but I mean, that didn't have a new game plus. That didn't have a mm-hmm. game. <laughs> that, what are you it, talking about? It launched with a very tenuous game out. aspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I like you were saying. Can't be, too the, hard. Uh... can't be too hard for on the new game plus logo. They didn't have the new game covered. Michael, you didn't that. play it until it was fixed. What that. are you talking about? <laughs> I well, saw exactly. the clips from when it first came out. I, yeah, sure. When it first came out. That's, right, that's what, what we're saying. talking about. So I'm joking. You said when it first came out, you didn't oh. think it had the new game plus option to it. So I said, yeah, it didn't even have the new no, game. No, I said I did. Came. I was saying it didn't. Ha- oh. I don't know if it even has it now. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I thought you <laughs> I was were so confused. I was like, what you're you both right. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Damn. I, I agree whack this guy's got like i'm here to agree yeah. i agree with this whack i mean it is like you know was brought up at the at the top of the episode where i mean admittedly maybe it's not a priority for some developers because you know how many people finish a game once you know that yeah. take that number sure. subtract a million that's how many people are going to play twice so i guess it's not a huge you know priority for a lot of people but I, I mean, it doesn't. It just doesn't. I mean, again, maybe there's probably more to it than I'm giving it. It just doesn't seem like it'd be. It's like this huge undertaking that months after the game releases, only then, only then can we release new game plus. You're right, Logan. Still does not have a new game plus. Okay. Which kind of which? Well, that's why I'm really glad that there's finally DLC because unfortunately, the one one of the bad things about Cyberpunk is. Once you hit that max rank, like um, kind of, there's not a lot actually to do. So like, once you get that full mm. build in order, you've mostly done everything. So it's kind of like I don't really have anything to actually do with this, which right, this sucks. If you didn't like XP farm, which I did not on my first playthrough, but I am max level. Logan, so that's why I'm really looking forward to this DLC. <laughs> I never. I don't. I I do think I want to say they did increase the max level so you can like uh max out another tree in like your build but i mean still i sh- i i have an end game build that i'm ready for so that should be fun but yeah no it's it's it is kind of surprising there's no i guess kind of i don't know though cuz the whole point of the game i guess is getting is, cr- is about time i chrome the fuck up 
So Trump fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, it is. We it is weird. Like even if it's not the game where it's like, you know, the perfect environment for it, it's perfectly replayable for it. Like to just not have it at this point is yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just weird. Like yeah, it is weird because they have it because you could think like oh well it kind of destroys the immersion but then you're also like yeah but to get to new game plus i had to finish the game the first time who cares at that point it's like eh, right. right there was yeah. an immersion and yeah. new game plus is like it's like you know what you're getting fragile into. immersion yeah so i don't that know weird. <laughs> hmm. that's very weird very i did not know that yeah huh. do we well, want to talk about um, the last thing of, yeah, uh, the, there is a yeah. There is one more thing about replayability. There's probably other little like esoteric things we could bring up here, uh, but I think one of the more uh, blanket options that we'll t- at least like the we'll talk about here. Yeah, uh, and it's one that maybe kind of shows our age a little bit because I don't think this is <laughs> as prevalent these days. Oh just God, because, no. uh, single player and multiplayer now live in separate pastures with a yes. giant brick wall between them, and they yeah. live happily on their own. Whereas, uh, you know, in generations past, particularly in the seventh generation, PS3, yeah, 360 back era. Back in my day. Uh, back in my day. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. Uh, and starting in the sixth generation. At this point, it is our day. Yeah. Back in our oh, day. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Those were good it, days, multiplayer. Though, multi com- Multiplayer components. You, if, you, if you didn't walk outside with a multiplayer component, honey, what were you doing? That was yeah. how you got people. Everything needed a multiplayer mode back in the day. Uh, and so you had a lot of games that had both. You had the single player campaign and then you had a multiplayer component attached to it. Yeah. Now it's a little bit, again, it's more stratified. You have the single player and the multiplayer. And there's a whole like suite of things that go into multiplayer specific games. Like, I mean, do, do you even replay a multiplayer game? Do you replay Siege? Does it even count to that? Do you replay Overwatch? That's a whole different like can of worms that we'll probably get into. Not in this episode. No, God, no. No, because that's its own topic on it. Uh, that's its own topic. Yeah. But uh, I mean, we're mostly referring to here right now in the here and now about games that have that single player campaign, but then also have a multiplayer component to them to, you know, add some replayability. Uh, and again, this was something that was much more prevalent back in the uh, definitely this... started in the sixth generation when consoles figured out what the Internet was. Yeah. But then absolutely in the I... seventh when it was just part and parcel with your new console, you got Internet. I was going to say, uh, I feel like this is, well, especially for consoles, this really start. what was it? I think it was Halo 2, I think. Halo like, was I, definitely I, like Halo the first does. big one that had know, this. Like you had the campaign, but then it was also, you know, you had the multiplayer, which was arguably Halo, bigger for people. Halo 1 had multiplayer. I do know that. But I I want to say in terms of like popularity and really like, like uh, making it like a standard, I think it was Halo 2. I think well, it was two had Halo live. 2. I don't think yeah, that right. Xbox yes. Live Xbox Live wasn't a thing for the first one. So no, you were restricted I, yeah. to LAN, I think. Yep, I think you're right. Yeah. The two that was when Xbox Live came out. Yes. Yep. So that's when it really like it, mm-hmm. Halo and Call of Duty are, I would argue, the ones that Halo I, I want to say Halo did it first, but that's why Halo and Call of Duty I were such big rivals, quote unquote, <laughs> is because they both filled the same like uh niche is the wrong word but the same like and genre is the wrong word but they find the right word logan now i don't know what the right fucking word is right well it had them both and it it like put forward that you have both if you want to be you know 
legitimate in this business. And usually like high quality versions of both. That's something else nowadays. Like if you have a single player and a multiplayer game, for the most part, one of those is generally going to be either really meh or just straight up suck. (laughs) Right. Well, that really became the trend, you know, later in the seventh generation because people were seeing that single player and multiplayer. And so everything had to have a multiplayer mode, often to the point where the multiplayer mode wasn't even developed by the main developer. It was just sent out to someone else to make it. Like Bioshock 2 is probably one of the most infamous examples where they just kind of stapled that on. Um, pretty. Oh, what was the other one? I had one that was Spec in my Ops. Mind. Spec Ops. That was it. That was yeah. it actually. <laughs> but they just kind of they did. It would need the multiplayer, so we'll send out and we'll we'll put resources towards that. That's uh, the annoying Dead Space thing. Two about. also had a multiplayer. It did. Remember now. Dead Space Two was actually kind of fun having... though. <laughs> yeah. the Assassin's Creed about Brotherhood and Revelation oh, had yeah. the multiplayer. Yeah. that was weird. I will say though, those ones like the Dead Space and the Assassin's Creed, they were unique enough concepts where even if they weren't executed they were, yeah. like super well, it was still fun enough because it was pretty mm-hmm. different than anything else you've really played. Like the right. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. You can play them like any other game. You had to play yeah. them like you know, their respective game. Yeah. And I mean, even though Dead Space when you're the humans, you're just playing Dead Space, like it's not that crazy. You're I guess the Necromorphs was really fun. <laughs> but i'll take your word for it i never did it i i did a bit but i was gonna say because i kind of feel like i don't know if they kind of got well yeah i wouldn't say they got this idea from it but maybe it took some inspiration well no i take that back sorry Uh, i was gonna say maybe they took some inspiration from left for dead because in terms of multiplayer and replayability i wanted to bring this up because this is going to throw a wrench into everything because technically everything yeah, because Left 4 Dead, you can technically play it solo, but you'll always have teammates. They'll just either be controlled by bots or with real people. So even just the PvE aspect of that is there's just something about the, that gameplay loop that is just so goddamn fun that I honestly could replay the same level over and over and over again. And even though I technically won't be doing anything different, it's just so much fun to do because the um, the game director, like the AI that is in charge of like placing enemies is dynamic and it reacts to how well you're doing, how bad you're doing. Uh, you know, sometimes it'll give you health kits or it'll spawn more enemies if you're doing more we- uh, doing better. So there's not like specific placements for enemies. So that just makes any mm-hmm. replay uh, pretty, it can be fairly unique every time you go through it, uh, which is really cool. But then you also have the multiplayer side with the versus mode that has that same thing, except now players are controlling the special infected and are choosing to spawn where like Left for Dead, you know, it's it's a team game. So communication isn't as much as important as it is in pve because you have to you just want to make sure you stick together but in pvp when you're having two teams going against each other coordinating is super important and again because it's players making these choices it's completely different i think left for dead might have some of the best replayability just period <laughs> i'm surprised that uh more games haven't tried to adopt that old game director thing because that is a legitimately really great idea i feel like games tried to but they just don't have that valve magic looking That's at fair. you back for blood <laughs> yeah yeah they just don't got that you, dog you, in them. they don't yeah. got that dog in them. different breed 
Uh, you did make me think, though, Logan, talking about this stuff. It's a, kind of tangential to what you were saying, but really quick, another thing that can really add replayability. Uh, aspects of random or procedural generation. Yeah. So you see this a lot in, like, roguelikes and stuff like Hades or Binding Isaac. I mean, that's a simple... It's simple. It's 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 the same, but different. Yeah. <laughs> and so it doesn't... Uh, so it's enjoyable to replay just because, you know, how is it going to go this time? How's my run going to go? You yeah. know, how, am I going to get an actual uh, good gun in Returnal? Or am I going to get the same gun that I have right now, but a worse ability? Oh, geez. my Christmas is all come at once. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's fun. But, uh, but going back to the multiplayer aspect, did any of y'all, besides, besides the obvious ones of like... The ones that had like a mainstay, like Halo. Yeah. Were there any like, uh, did it work for any of you? Like those multiplayers that just kind of get added on? Did like that that keep you playing? Were there no. any games that had that for you? <laughs> no, it didn't work no. for Logan. I don't know about like I don't know how like added on it was, but I really enjoyed the mm-hmm. Foot and I especially enjoyed the Quantum of Solace PS3 game. Had uh, you know, it had the main story and then it had a multiplayer to it with like all these different modes. Foot and I used to play that every day for hours. We played the fuck out of that multiplayer. So that was really fun. But that was kind of I like... haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> I don't know. Uh... Connor Foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not Quantum Solace. <laughs> I don't know. Uh... I don't think it was like a last minute add on. Like it was pretty. It was a pretty good flushed out multiplayer too. But that was that was one where yeah. we played that a lot. Had a lot of fun with that one. Right. And, and that's not to, you know, put it like if it's a game that has single player and multiplayer, the multiplayer is hashed out or anything. Or, mm-hmm. Oh, know. God, no. <laughs> I mean, no, sometimes it's perfectly fine. Perfectly great. I mean, one game, honestly, uh, probably the only literally the only reason why The Last of Us Remastered is one of my most played games on PlayStation is because of the multiplayer. Now, admittedly, yeah. a lot of it was because they got to do the trophies and you have to go through. Uh, you have to play a lot of matches to get that because you have to do the two journeys. But uh mm-hmm. I also uh, I also did enjoy the Last of Us multiplayer. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I didn't like the monetization of it, but uh, I did. Uh, oh yeah, you could fun. literally buy weapons. I did with that fucking crossbow. <laughs> yeah, you monster, you monster. Oh, it was great. Logan, you monster, yeah. uh, I didn't like that. And I didn't like how it broke Uncharted multiplayer. Uh, that was the one that I really fell into. Uh, Uncharted yeah. two and three. I don't know why. I just really love that dumb, stupid oh, multiplayer. My God, don't don't talk to foot about Uncharted three multiplayer. Oh, he loves it. Dude. Fucking. He loves cream all over. <laughs> oh my goodness! Only have so many. Have open up a Froyo store. My goodness! Like well, he can't get enough of Uncharted Three multiplayer, and he hates so much Uncharted Four multiplayer because it wasn't Uncharted Three multiplayer. No, it got just so slow in Last of Us, and it's just still it's mm. still Uncharted action. So it just felt like it was never moving Didn't at a proper mesh. pace. Didn't feel right. Also, all Naughty Dog games have had terrible monetization for their multiplayer, so I have no, I have no faith in factions or the, whatever they want to call the Last of Us one. I can't believe the, the standalone one that they're doing for Last of Us. I have no faith in that. I don't either. <laughs> no, I haven't had faith in Naughty Dog in a very long time, though. So, I will say though, talking about these uh, little added multiplayers, uh, I don't know if this was the same for you, Logan, but honestly, yeah. Bioshock Two, kind of a guilty pleasure. I kind of had uh, a no, lot of fun uh, with that. Uh, I was gonna say, Scott, I like you were saying, like, oh, the most infamous. I was just like, I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I had fun with it. Was it great? No, it was no, just kind of no. stupid, stupid deathmatch options, yeah. uh, and it was all really silly. And yeah, it kind of just kind of destroying the Bioshock name. I had fun with it though. It was yeah. fun. Necessary? No, I agree. no but uh, oh, God, <laughs> no. 
something it was just like just loose enough to be stupidly fun yeah oh no i actually got all the trophies for that i no i should not have it's not worth it it was not worth the effort but i would i did i enjoyed it you did right well does anyone have any other like last minute options that they uh, that popped into their head while we were no talking about this i have a no from logan michael <laughs> not really no pretty covered pretty spent pretty They're, creamed uh, out Pretty Michael, pretty decreamed here. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of ways a game can uh, offer replayability. Is it necessary to do that? Maybe not. It's just a really Probably nice look because it's nice to be able to go back to a you know really any piece of media and appreciate it more. And if the game itself is conducive to that, it's just a nice thing. That's a nice thing to have. Yeah. Well, so keep it up, developers. And thank you for your service. I, I, Scott, I think you mean do it again because you're not do it doing it anymore. <laughs> Just do it again. Yeah. It is true. Oh, yeah, it is sinking in it's, how it's, much of this stuff is like older, older it's, games. We can't really talk to a lot it's of not uh, a legacy feature. modern ones. It's not. <laughs> no. Put it in. Thank you. That, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. And thank, thank you, everybody you else, much. for uh, joining us on this episode of Fading. Uh, fading episode fading of with Logan Chad Accompli? <laughs> Our rivals? How dare you invoke their name? Fade Accompli, Jesus. Oh, my God. I need to get out of here. He's disassembling <laughs> in real time. We need to move <laughs> thank, this along. Thank you, Michael and Scott, for joining me today. And please You're be welcome, on standby in case I need to be taken to the hospital, apparently. Oh, I my cannot goodness. guarantee anything. I it's knew you like would thing. halfway have my back, Michael. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you made it this far, thank you. Uh, otherwise, uh, you can't hear me, so it doesn't matter. Uh, have a great rest Good. of your yeah. <clears throat> Got him. Your morning this time. You listen to it in the morning. You thank listen you. to this episode in the morning. If you're not listening to this, this morning, not you're request. doing it wrong. Turn it off. Goodbye. Bye bye.